0: Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed This week, we're telling the story of Britannia Airways Flight Two Two Six A. Thanks for listening. All right, there we are. There we, we go. Did okay, it. Okay. Um,
1: this story is. <laughs> Sorry. The... It's, just, it's okay. It's just, it was just funny. You went right into it
0: yeah sorry well
1: no no, no it's, <laughs> it's funny we, because i always forget before this right and we i always this. i always forget the- that you do an intro like i listen to oh us, right, right but i right. always forget
0: yeah. and because right.
1: otherwise it's just it's very funny to me yeah
0: because in our because in our conversations although a lot of our conversations do start with just like Bah-da-da-da, this right. <laughs> just, so, um, but okay. this story is the like luckiest unluckiest luckiest unluckiest unluckiest Ugh. luckiest i don't know i don't know guys okay. you have to decide i don't know i don't know we're doing um britannia airways 226a and that's like a weird number a weird flight number right um because it's a charter flight so ah. it's yeah, I don't know the deal with Britannia Airways in general, but this flight is a charter flight, so it's got the weird letter. Yeah. Um and we're going back to September 14th, 1999, baby. So Great year. Great year. The year Prince told us to Look forward to yes. Um, the uh, we're flying from Cardiff, Wales, to Girona, Spain. So, uh, Wales turns out just not where I thought it was on the map. Huh. I thought Wales was the bottom of, of
1: ah. the UK,
0: but it's not. It's on it's like the side, it's right the, up the the side. Yeah. yeah. So it's going. We're going from Cardiff, Wales, to Girona, Spain, and I was kind of like excited when I saw Girona because. Like, I've flown out of that airport kind of a lot with Ryanair, right. <laughs> and um, so it's like, I can, like, visualize all of this yeah. really well, um, but...
1: it's kind of cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Too bad this is the podcast we decided to make, right. like a fun travel podcast <laughs> about nice airports around yeah. the world. Um, we are flying a 757. Uh we've got 245 souls on board, two pilots, 236 passengers, seven uh flight attendants and the flight is 2 hours ish in that range, ish, ish. And yeah. uh so and it is like a charter flight, so it's for fun. I don't know again, I don't know what the whole deal is but it's supposed to just be, I guess, a early fall, late summer. I don't know when school starts, whatever, you know, just a off season, whatever. It's vacation. It's a charter. Yeah. Um, and our pilots, we have the captain's name and not the first officer's name. So the captain's name is Brendan uh, and he's 57 and he is like a, like an experienced qualified, like lots of hours, you know, he's he's got like three thousand more hours than Carlos had when he was twenty nine, but what are you gonna do? Not everybody right. can be Carlos. So no <laughs> he's yeah, he but he's like a solid experienced pilot. Yeah. And the first officer pretty green, um, pretty early in his career, but um most all of his hours have been on the seven five seven and he's got like a super experienced captain. I don't know what the first officer's name is. I named him Dylan. Dylan is a Welsh name that I know how to pronounce and that was everything that went into it. So Dylan, Dylan and Brendan, uh, maybe. Yeah. Don't look it up. I don't if you can find it, tell me. But don't like look for Dylan, the first officer of this flight, because I it very low chance that's his name. Um, so they have been these two pilots have been flying together. So they're kind of like a uh, they've been like a team this week and they fly these charter flights all around. And just the nature. I don't know if it's because of the airline. I don't know if it's because of their schedule whatever the deal is they've been flying overnight flights all week um and maybe they love it maybe they're great at that but maybe humans aren't diurnal animals right yeah (laughs) that sounds miserable yeah yeah and so they've been flying uh overnight flights all week and now this flight is an evening flight they're supposed to land uh we're not in the same time zone here but uh we are departing Cardiff uh in the evening and we're meant to land around a little before midnight local time in uh in Girona. So we're getting ready to go and it is storming because I don't know guys, maybe I'm gonna kick, but it's just we're doing storms lately. Yeah. So it is storming it is i mean it's hard to fly during a storm
1: so it makes sense
0: it is it's gonna come up yeah it's gonna come up don't be nervous if you're in a storm don't be scared i mean think about how
1: many planes fly through storms each day a lot a lot
0: every time we've never done a plane crash that happened on the same day as another plane crash so in all likelihood you're good right yeah everybody's in anyway (laughs) so it's like raining cats and dogs it is just pouring and it's I think, I assume, always kind of raining in Wales, but it's pouring in Spain. Just...
1: Mm. So,
0: they're reading the weather reports, and they're like okay, so, like, the weather weather is rough. It's only two hours away. Uh, we, what are our alternates? They're, like, doing the, you know, they're professionals. They're planning it out, right? They are thinking if we can't land there because the weather is too rough, where are we going to go? And their alternates, the most obvious one is Barcelona. So the Girona Airport is, like, it is a Barcelona airport. It just, you have to take a weird bus at weird times to hmm. get there. That costs... Guys, I have two another day we'll talk about the Girona airport at length. Maybe at the end of this episode. Who knows? So perfect. Uh but it's it's very close to Barcelona airport, like BCN, the major, like international, very large Barcelona airport. And um their other they've got uh Barcelona is one of their alternates. They've got two other alternates, but Barcelona has the same weather as Girona because they're really close together right and there are other alternates i think madrid and uh i don't recall the name of the other alternate and i didn't write it down but i think in madrid which is further like significantly further that would be a big huge airport but uh and the weather might be different but it's much farther blah blah blah. they're planning it out and they decide okay we're gonna take like 15 minutes worth of extra fuel on top of the extra fuel that they would already take. So they are being prepared. They're planning it out, they're thinking about it, they're making sure they got enough fuel. They're doing their jobs. They're good cookies. So yeah. so uh in the, it's so late at night, it's dark, it's raining. They take off to fly to somewhere else where it's dark and raining to uh finish their day. Uh the First officer, Dylan, our boy, he is flying because he needs the hours. He's fresh. He's new, right? So he's doing the flying, but mostly the uh, autopilot's doing the flying, right? Once they get up there. So they fly it's a little under two hours they take off they're flying a little bit after 11. so maybe 30 35 minutes from when they're supposed to touch down they are close enough to the Girona air traffic control to make like initial contact with them right their flight has been uneventful normal rainy flight what are you gonna do so they make contact with uh air traffic control at Girona and ask for updates on the weather and the air traffic controller says the weather is stormy it's rough, uh but the worst part of the storm is still like a little out we're at like the edge of the storm. It's raining really hard, but it's we're not in the worst part of the storm and so they're like, okay, uh well, let's." Let's get there fast, right? Um, there were some flights who had decided already that we're supposed to land at Girona who had already decided to divert. So it's a little bit dicey, but they're in a 757. That's like a nice sized plane there. You know, some of the planes that land at Girona are going to be smaller smaller aircraft. So, you know, again, they're they're making their calculations, they're trying to figure it out. So, they decide what they're going to do is they're going to just descend early. Like they're going to start to like try to get in there. Um and they call the flight attendants and tell them like, "Hey, um like sit down, clean up the cabin. I know that we've still got like half an hour left in the flight, but just, you know, have everybody prepare for landing a little early, get buckled, and stay seated because it's going to be bumpy because it's Mm. stormy. You know the drill. They start to descend. Flight attendants get everybody ready to go. And as they descend, it gets really, really, really bumpy. Not not like going to break the plane in half bumpy, but very, 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 very very bumpy. Lots of turbulence. They're flying through, you know, big clouds. There's a lot of rain. You know how noisy the rain can be. And they're like... I'm sure very happy that the flight attendants are sitting down and buckled in. I hope they got buckled nice and fast. Uh, they are kind of getting like, like bumped around. And one of the flight attendants calls them and says like, guys, uh, we got we got struck by lightning. We got struck what? by lightning. Do you know we got struck by lightning? And they're like, oh, no. Okay, we did not know we got struck by lightning. But they're kind of like looking and they're like, well okay like (laughs) planes fly in the sky we live in the future of 1999 and planes are designed to be able to handle this yeah and everything seems to be working and we're working on landing anyway like there's kind of we can't get you know we seem okay and we're trying to land anyway so we're just gonna just gonna keep going we're gonna check it out when we get there and but i just imagine I don't know what the flight attendant's experience was, right? I guess I'll just say that. Like, I don't know what it was like for her to be like trying to, you know, either get buckled or get passengers to get buckled and then see that we got struck by lightning. That's not a good feeling. Well, and this just feels like
1: such like a dad thing to do too. Like, obviously, I don't know if they're fathers, but like, eh, all right. We got struck by lightning. Everything seems fine. Let's just stay the course. It
0: feels like when you... Maybe this doesn't happen to everybody, but maybe it has. Where I don't, maybe guys, I'm sure I'm not the only person this has happened to, right? Where you are like stopped at a stoplight, and somebody is like, "Hey, did you know that your tire is like totally flat, completely flat, 100% flat? Did you know that you're driving on a flat tire?" And it's like, "Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I didn't know, but and it's kind of like maybe I'm not in a position to do anything about that right this second, but I'm glad to know, yeah. you know, like, um, so they. Are in this like very bumpy and i'm sure they're also here's the thing i'm sure they're also focused they're not stopped at a stoplight they're trying to fly in like very bumpy conditions so they're just like okay well we're not falling out of the sky we didn't break apart we didn't catch on fire so we're gonna just we're gonna put the plane down at the airport that's where we're going we'll just keep doing it um air traffic control uh calls them and gives them directions for an ILS approach so there's two runways at Girona and the runway that has the ILS system which essentially it just takes a lot of work off the pilots shoulders it like greatly reduces their workload by um basically the uh plane itself gets like keyed into where the runway is and is able to like descend at the correct times to stay on that glide path to land properly right so the air traffic controller gives them directions for the runway that offers the ILS um, but says that the so, so that's the better runway if you want ILS. Um, but it is the wind is like blowing in at your back if you land on that one, so you're gonna have a pretty strong tailwind, mm-hmm. and that's not what you want when you're trying to slow down, right? Um, and the, uh, there's, God bless him, the way Girona is uh, like just shaped, just the topography, it's on a little bit of like a decline. I don't know who did that. I don't know who set it up that way, but you are actually like landing on like a slight downward slope. So mm-hmm. if you have a wind at your back and a slight downward slope, the ILS is nice, but That's not great. It's really rainy. It's really bumpy. Um, The other runway is a VOR approach means that they have to, the plane gets much less data from the runway about where it is in space. So the pilots are doing most of the work, right? So it was basically like you can land on the um, VOR runway, fly into the wind, go uphill, I guess, which is what yeah. you want if you're trying to slow down. <laughs> um, or you can have the extra help, but maybe it's gonna be dangerous. So our boys are hmm. not afraid of a little hard work. I'm sure very badly would like to get the plane on the ground in one piece. And they decide that they're going to um try the VOR approach, right? So they're gonna try to land the plane in like the much more like um manual like work heavy way um but brendan's no like he's a nice guy so he and he's the captain with a ton of experience and this is like pretty challenging so he takes over flying the plane um this means that they are going to have to land the plane using their eyes right they have to be able to they have to be able to see the runway they have to be able to see the runway a lot sooner than they would with the ILS approach and they're manually landing the plane so Brendan takes over um as they're descending uh Brendan wants to kind of get down faster and he puts on the speed brakes and he forgets to turn them off he forgets to turn them off it's really bumpy and I'm sure it's really chaotic. And he is there like doing their preparation and they're talking about all the different things they got to talk about as they're landing and kind of like division of labor. And he has his hand on the speed brake and he turns it on and then he takes his hand off the speed brake to do something else without turning it off again. And the plane flies for 14 minutes with the speed brake on Ooh. and with it. And what that means is that the engines are having to work way harder to overcome the speed brakes being on, which means that they're burning through fuel. So they had brought extra fuel to try to, you know, give themselves some extra wiggle room. And now they're just blazing through fuel. They're just burning it up way faster than they expected to. Hmm. So, ugh, so 14 minutes later, it's super 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 bumpy. They are they know this the speed brakes are on. Mm. They retract them. Uh, it's so bumpy that the captain, right, so in 99 they would have had uh, like their flight charts um and their, you know, the the airport charts, but all of that they would have it on a clipboard, like a paper chart, paper maps, things like that. And they have a little clipboard so that it can be hung up in a place where it's easy to see and it's so bumpy that it shakes the papers off the clipboard and they just like fall and you know how small a cockpit is and so brendan is like trying to fly the plane and trying to like find these papers at his feet like when you drop something when you're driving but way worse right and brendan is just like nope i give up i will find it later and says okay what specifically what this means is like my dude dylan champ you gotta give me uh speed and altitude information right you gotta tell me how high i am and you gotta tell me how fast i'm going so that he can slow down and get down fast enough right and so dylan is like yes sir uh you got it um he (laughs) it's really bumpy um they are almost there um but they're talking about like uh, what are we going to do if we don't make this though, right? What what exactly are we going to do? Um, because we are running out of fuel because the whole speed brakes thing and we don't know what the weather is like at other places. And what are we going to do? And so they make a plan that if they don't make it on this landing, if they have to go around, then they're going to just go to Barcelona. They're not going to overthink it. Barcelona is close. Big, long, big, long runway, big, huge airport. They're just going to go there. Um, they see the runway. They can see it. All nice and lit up. Uh, They see that they are not really lined up with it properly. They're like kind of off kilter and they're getting closer. And then air traffic controller calls them back. And our girl says like, hey, the wind changed directions. And now you have a 12 knot tailwind in that direction. So now the thing they were trying to avoid, that tailwind, is they didn't avoid it. It followed them. And now it's behind them again. And they're off kilter from the runway. And so they're like, okay, so we got to go around. So they spool up the engines. They, like, lift away from the ground. They ascend back to 5,000 feet, and they go around. And they had just talked about... If we need to go around, then we're just going to go straight to Barcelona. But they do some quick math and they're like, I think we got enough to do one more landing here. So we can try it one more time here and still have enough to go to Barcelona without not being empty when they get to Barcelona, but still having the minimum fuel requirements. Right. So they do the quick math and think we got one more chance here. So they decide that they're going to try this again. Um, They also ask about the weather at barcelona and the weather is worse than it is here at girona so Hmm. they have a lot of reasons to just just give it one more shot here right we'll just try it one more time so they because the wind changed direction right now they can try the ils runway, right? They can try the better runway. That's another thing, right? So maybe the weather's going to be worse at Barcelona. We haven't fuel to try again here. This is the airport that people are planning on going to, right? That's another reason to land there, you know? Um, and so they get, like, they floop around the sky and they come back around to do the ILS approach on the original runway they had planned on. So they're descending toward... The runway trying to intercept the ILS, meaning that the plane will, like, get the data from the airport itself, from the runway itself, so that the plane can take over most of those duties. Um, Ding! They get this little message while they're doing that that says, like, hey, just so you know... You did the math kind of wrong. And if you have to divert to Barcelona now, you're not going to land with your minimum fuels, which means that you're going to get in a ton of trouble. Oh. And so now they're like, OK, so now they would really like to land. But, you know, we're, we're not picking up the ILS. We're not. The plane isn't like keying in to the ILS for some reason. They're trying to, but it's not. It's super bumpy. The rain is just like pounding on the plane. They're trying to catch the ILS. They're not picking it up um they get bobbed around and brendan can see the runway lights right they're getting close they're at like 500 feet they're right there and they're not picking up the ils which really doesn't make sense so he says like okay but he's an experienced pilot he can land a plane right he can see the runway so he flips the autopilot off um because they're not picking up the ils anyway and he prepares to just land the plane himself, he glances down to see his altitude. He can see that he's a little bit high. He pushes the nose down, right, so that he can get down a little bit faster. And when he looks back up, nothing. Blackness. Oh, God. Nothing. The runway that was just in front of them, all lit up, is gone. It's close to midnight. It's pouring, pouring rain. And the runway has just disappeared. And... Dylan and Brendan are human beings, so when they blink and the runway that they are just about to land on that was right there one second ago is now gone and there's nothing that they can see through their windshield besides black, night, nothingness, and raindrops, they a pause for a moment shall we say and and brendan tries to just hold at the current altitude right because it's very confusing and very disorienting Mm -hmm. so he tries to just hold at that altitude and they had been getting you know the automated altitude um uh indicators i don't know what to say where there's like a little say like 1,000, 1,500, and then as you get closer, it'll be like 60, 40, 20. It'll tell you what your altitude is. That had been going off, right? Um, So they have this moment where suddenly there's nothing but blackness outside the window. And then they get a sink rate, sink rate, sink rate, which means that's the warning. It's that comes before the like whoop, whoop pull up like warning where it's telling you you are going down too fast. And they get that sink rate, sink rate, sink rate. And the plane, the nose of the plane, the, the nose gear slams into the runway. Oof. The plane bounces back up into the air lifts up into the air, and then slams back down. And when it slams back down... This is a horrible thing. I'm so sorry for this mental image. But the if you've ever like seen in a movie or God forbid in real life, somebody hit like their nose or their teeth Mm -hmm. on the ground like fall and it goes like up in your face. They hit the runway again and the nose gear, all that whole thing, all of the landing gear underneath the cockpit gets shoved up. into the electronic panel underneath the cockpit. Thank God it doesn't come up into the cockpit. It gets shoved up into the cockpit and immediately destroys all of the electrical everything. The lights go out, the panels go out, the black box goes out, all of their everything. Just anything electrical on the entire plane. Baby belly propeller cannot save you in this no. situation. Everything is just gone. Whoop, gone. The thing has shoved back in. When they hit the ground, it had spun shoved Brendan forward in just like in a car accident it had shoved him forward into his control column and forced his body to push the control column and shove it down and the force of that had had just crunched all of that up into the electronics destroying all the electronics on the entire thing and now they are just rocketing down the runway just full speed going down the runway god bless our girl in the air traffic control tower okay because she saw the lights go out because she saw the uh, system that controls the airport lights get hit by lightning. So she had seen, Jeez. she knows a plane is landing, right? She knows She's watching this, right? She knew a plane was landing. Then she sees the lights go out so there's nothing but blackness for her either outside of her windows. And then she sees just sparks. No uh, lights. Like, planes have lights on, like, the wingtips and the tail and the top of the plane. None of that. Just sparks. Just rushing down the runway. And our girl is prepared for this moment and she slams her hand down on the button to call emergency services and the button doesn't work. Button doesn't work. Nothing happens when she hits the button. Not a thing happens when she hits the button. And our girl goes like okay and she picks up the phone and starts to call people. Okay, Inside the cabin, inside the plane, they are rocketing down the runway. They have no electrical, nothing. uh, They've gotten just the physical force of getting like smashed if you've ever been in a car accident just getting smashed around like that they have no electronics no lights no brakes no thrust reversers nothing uh air traffic control is trying to call people uh it also snapped so all the electrics electronic everything is gone but because this is the very unlucky in a lot of ways the nose gear slamming up into the plane snapped two of the four cables that connect the pilot's controls to the two engines okay Mm. and it snapped both connections that would allow them to slow down the engines and left both cables that allow the engines to spool up intact. So the engines, as they're already rocketing down with all of that force and no brakes and no nothing down the runway. Now the engines start to like rev up all the way to full power. Okay. So now they are like a blaring train, like a runaway train down the runway. They shoot down the runway. They for 10 football fields, Look it up. The (laughs) engines are going full bore. They slide off the runway. They go over a little hill and they're airborne again. And then they slam back down into this like grassy bit. There's the the uh, fence at the perimeter of the airport. They just crash through that and slide and slide and slide and slide into this like big, muddy field way away from the airport just the plane snaps apart breaks apart and then finally all the pieces just come to a stop and when the plane jerks to a stop because it hits like a mud puddle i don't even know what to call it pit it slams brendan's head into the wall and he's knocked out oh so the captain the person who's supposed to order an evacuation knocked out Okay, so they've stopped. I have no idea what happened to the engines. I could not find it because normally big problem in an evacuation is the engines going full bore, right? I don't know if Dylan was just like, oh, captain, okay. I don't know if the flight attendants were just on it and used their best judgment. But whatever it was, the flight attendants started to evacuate people off the plane, right? So the the flight attendants start to have people just shoving them off the plane. Uh, There's over 200 people, right? And it's been raining like crazy and they are in just a big muddy field so people are and there's no lights no nothing so it's pitch dark in the cabin pitch dark outside raining like crazy people have just survived a plane crash and they're like pouring out of the plane into unbelievable mud right and i know it's a bizarre thing to focus on but people were sinking into the mud up to their knees people were getting stuck Stuck in the mud, fully stuck in the mud. Hundreds of people flew out of the plane. Dylan is like shaking the captain, trying to get him to wake up. Uh Brendan wakes up. The the both pilots hop off the plane, (sighs) and they kind of like are in this pitch black, just drenched, drenched in torrential rain, up to their knees in mud, and they're like, "Okay." And we all know that the rescue crews are usually extremely fast, right? On it. And it's amazing that they are, right? Uh, Our girl in the air traffic control tower, she, her button doesn't work. She calls the fire rescue. She's telling them, I'm pretty sure a plane just crashed. As you can see, the lights are out. I have no idea where the plane is or where it crashed. My Jeez. guess is that it's probably all the way at the end of the runway. Right. So all of the firefighters and rescue people get pile into their trucks, race down to the far end of the runway. And there is no plane there. Right. And they're like, oh, my gosh, maybe it crashed at the other end. And they race all the way down the other. And there's no lights. There's nothing that they would normally have. Right. It's pitch black. It's midnight. <laughs> they race down to the other end. No plane there either. So. So while they're racing around back and forth trying to find this plane in the pitch black torrential rain, one of the passengers just walked, walked from the crash to the airport, which oh is not God. easy and not not a short walk, right? Uh, the whole time while the, they're running back and forth, the pilot gets into the airport and is like our plane crashed and the security guy there is like, oh my gosh, throws him into the like little vehicle, the guy, and races to where the guy says the, uh, the passenger says the plane crashed. By this time, by the time they get there the security guy and the passenger they race back they get to the spot where the plane had like crashed through but they can't it's a mud pit you guys a mud pit they can't like get anything to the plane because it just slid so far it took a full it took guys half an hour to find the plane 30 minutes it crashed at the airport 30 minutes to fly oh the God. plane. It was an hour and 10 minutes before all of the people oh. were in just the airport, not at the hospital, just physically located oh in the airport God. guys. Okay. So on that night, everybody lived Thank and God. it is amazing. And again, super, so unlucky in so many ways yeah. and so lucky. And then so, uh, everybody lived but guys a guy had went gone to the there were 44 people who were injured and only one of them was considered like seriously injured so everybody went to the hospital and i know that the hospital guys Zerona is not some major it's not a huge city It's, it's small and all these people pile into the airport or into the hospital and there was one guy who like got checked out and they told him like you're good to go and the guy, like, five days later, died of an internal bleed. bleed. Yeah,
1: I was just going to... Ugh.
0: So one person died, which is horrible. But everybody else lived. Yeah. And this is just so cursed and blessed right. and, like, lucky and unlucky. Ugh and muddy just so
1: muddy you know what the first thing i thought of though when you're talking about the guy who ran to the airport 110 mm-hmm. percent that would be brian 110 mm-hmm. percent if anybody could have made it to that airport yeah
0: yes would have been yes. brian brian who who does the first part of the editing of this show <laughs> yes and is my husband would just like march just in like, like the pitch black fucking darkness plane
1: crash can you like get some guys over here
0: yeah. right <laughs> exactly yes yep yes because oh guys mud uh, i don't know like the pitch i really don't like mud and rain i gotta say okay.
1: Yeah, I really don't like fair. it. That's fair. It's like, like one of my favorite lot. things.
0: <laughs> you like mud too? I do. Mud even?
1: And like okay. in the fall during cornfields, you have to go like after it rains cuz it's so muddy.
0: Oh. Oh boy. Like a uh, like that is... the, the corn
1: mazes, you know that they do for Halloween.
0: I will it I is... will just get like a drink and yeah. be like mom in the car Perfect. like have fun. The, uh, listen,
1: we need like... a dry car person though. So your role is yeah, that's is me. crucial or else we're not the car is gonna Excellent. get yeah. wrecked. So you, you're crucial. I am a
0: very good. I am the worst driver <laughs> unless I'm stone cold sober and everyone else is drunk. In which case, I got you. Right, so, right. So perfect scenario. And yeah, that that.
1: But I mean, it's impossible. Uh, like the the whole point of why I like it is because it's so much more difficult. It's so difficult yeah. to walk in mud.
0: Yeah, it's so hard. And like just the cars. I'm trying to imagine being like the. I mean, for the rescue crews, that would be really scary because pro- yeah. I don't know this, but I imagine if you're like the fireman at the airport, thank God, maybe most of your days are pretty light. Right. You know what I mean? Like most of your days, not you know, it's one of those jobs where you really need them there for when you need them. Yeah. But most of the time, thank God you don't need them, right? right. And I mean, at Buffalo, the Firefighters had like a would do like hot dogs. They would just make hot dogs in the summer. Yes, but it was like way out. Yeah, and yeah, it was great. Thank you for the hot dogs, like <laughs> you know, or whatever macaroni yeah. and cheese and all that. Right. So the but. I imagine how scary that would be if, like, a big plane, a 757, is like, that's not a tiny plane. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you can't find it. It would make you feel insane. Yeah. And then when you do find it, you can't get to it because it's just a grotesque right. mud pit and right. you can't drive your truck over there and... And the ridiculousness, like if you lit it up, like if they had big spotlights, which they, I imagine may well have, imagine the absurdity of being like a hundred feet away yes. and slowly just like, like, yes. like just like walking through yeah. the mud. Just, oh my gosh. No. Oh my gosh. It's just awful. And oh. I mean, the, the crash itself, the plane like on the inside it like seats got ripped off like ripped off the floor the bins didn't just like open and pour like the overhead luggage out but some of the the overhead compartments actually like fell down from the force of it so inside the plane once you go through because you would think you were dead you would just assume that you're dead right if you were the passengers and you went through all of that right and then you're just for a long time for a really long time just like rocketing down the runway and like lifting up and falling back down and all of that and then it stops but everything is like ripped apart and it's pitch black and it's black outside right it's pitch black outside you know and so you have to jump out into like mud and rain and darkness
1: jeez oh my gosh and what's sorry what time of year was this again
0: september september okay it was fall time
1: okay. yeah early fall
0: so probably it was probably more like a summer storm in right in barcelona right, um, right. but and the thing is is that like it's funny i spent a lot of time in the girona airport i always sorry the girona airport i spent a lot of time in there yeah like a lot of time and there is like a mountain that you can see like from the runway or from the airport rather and I spent so long there and because it's just like flat 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 field and then like far away there's a mountain Mm. it's really hard to tell how far away mountains are and I was gonna spend like 40 hours in the Girona airport yeah. and I asked somebody I was like can I walk to that mountain and they're like no <laughs> it's like it's like 70 <laughs> miles away and it's like okay but <laughs> okay but yeah there I was extremely sick mm. for like 30 hours in the Girona airport I had like a horrific flu or something mm. and I just like slept on the bench at the airport for like over a day, and I remember two things. I remember I there was a dog that did not seem to have a person. Mm. There was like just a dog walking around the airport, and I don't may probably did have a person. Maybe there was no dog, and I was hallucinating. Who knows? But (laughs) this dog kept running around, and then somebody when I was asleep, I woke up and somebody had put a Coke and a little container of
1: crackers next to me, and it was so So nice, so sweet. It's like, let's help this homeless, poor American.
0: Exactly. They just thought I was a homeless, sick, very (laughs) sick, homeless person. Uh, (laughs) Like, yeah. So, but that mud pit, that's what I'm picturing this whole time is all of that, like, field, just flat field. Um, Apparently there were trees close to the runway. Not a good move, right? That the plane had, like, very narrowly... Like just like left the runway at exactly the right time, not to crash into those trees, and so the like Spain was like, "Hey, cut down those trees." Yeah. So they were obviously gone by the time I was there uh, in like 2011, maybe. Um, but the apparently there used to be a bunch of trees around there. So now it's just a mud pit, I guess, in <laughs> right. the in the winter or in the in the rainy, rainy season, times yeah. of year. Yeah. Jeez.
1: Oh. That's why Ugh. that's it's really wild that everybody survived like the crash part of it. That's crazy. It
0: is one where everyone like everyone should have survived. Right. And I'm not saying that to like hate on the I can't imagine how overwhelming it would be to suddenly have right. dozens and dozens and dozens of people. And I don't know what equipment they had. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I'm, the guy like looked fine and he felt fine. He does. He he thought I mean, as fine as you could feel. Right. He didn't. Yeah personally detect something and it is a reason why like it's like that's the reason why though like if you're in a car accident they will urge you so strenuously to go to the hospital yeah right even if you feel fine or even if you're walking around um or if you're in any kind of like severe accident even if you feel okay yeah yeah wow yeah But it is unbelievable that everybody
1: else lived. Truly. And do we know what happened to the the plane? It's done. The
0: plane is toast. Toast. Goodbye. All gone. No, it is scraps. All right. Yeah, the the poor plane did not make it. But it did keep all those people. It wasn't the plane's fault. No, 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 no. It actually wasn't. It kind of was... Like whose fault was it? Right, the lightning. Like it was a lot of stuff just went wrong. Yeah, and I mean, uh, there's like it has everything though, right? It has like the little bit of forgetfulness. Yep. Yeah. With the like nature of the yeah. speed break and the nature and the lightning. The poor that flight attendant though. I just the whichever flight attendant watched the plane get struck by lightning and then was like, oh, hey, okay, guys. yeah, okay. We're still fine. Like, you guys don't seem too worried about it. It's really bumpy. They're professionals, though. They know. Right. I just wonder, I, what I wonder is if the flight attendant saw the plane get hit by lightning and was like, this is a bad omen. Or if mm. she was still in like, this is going to be okay because like, it's the future. We got this. Like, yeah. It's going to be fine. Right. Like, planes can We're handle it. We're prepared for this. Yeah. We're prepared. Oh, Jeez. I don't know. I think I told you that that one time, I don't know if I've said this story on here before, but like in, in Turkey, like there was like a, the sulfur Lake and there was, we worked on a farm. It was right next to a sulfur Lake. I didn't know it was That's a sulfur brutal. Lake. I was just, yeah, but I was just like, I got into my head that I would just go down to the water and like put my feet in ah. by myself. But I did not tell anyone where I was going. Yeah. I sp- spoke i did not speak these words to anyone yeah walk down to the water and as i'm like getting closer to it like it's like more and more like mud yeah like but like weird mud like what i would imagine quicksand would be like basically it's but i'm just kind of like it's like it's okay it's okay it's okay and i'm just trying to get to the water because i think if i can get the water then i can like whatever it'll be fine i'll wash my feet off and i like put like one of my like took a step and my leg went down Mm. all the way to like the top of my thigh and then my other leg like sank in and I was like up to my waist in mud and I am so far away and no one can hear me and like I no one can see me no one can hear me I did not tell anyone where I was going and I was just like oh
1: this is how my it gosh, this
0: would be but I was just thinking, like, this would be such a stupid way to right, die, yes. Casey. Like get a hold of yourself. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. And like, and I had to like do the thing where you like flatten your belly out yeah. and then like crawl like a one of those water bugs. Like not a not a cockroach water bug, but like a cute water bug on top of a creek. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the yeah. little yeah. ficky ones with yeah. the legs. Okay. And like shoop shoop shooped out oh, and then when I got back God. I got back to like the farm and I'm just completely Covered. 100% coated in like sulfur mud oh. and there's no like real running water there's no shower at this place it's just like a bucket and I'm just <laughs> going, like, ah! <laughs> but I was okay but there's no way to like explain the situation right it's just like, like we're just like hey we're here where now. Were you? <laughs> right uh, it was not wise, but that's what I'm imagining. When all of this this mud, yeah, that to me is what this is like. It's right. just like the shocking feeling of like, oh, I'm I'm stuck. Yeah, like I'm stuck. Yeah, this is really like I'm like, being consumed crash, by the earth. Exactly. If you survived a plane crash and then get swallowed <laughs> it's by like, mud, it's not. Oh, that's just it. You would feel so cursed. Yeah, so cursed. Struck by lightning, plane crash. It's raining really hard, sink into the mud. Yeah. I can see nobody for like half an hour. They're probably watching the fire trucks woo right around down the yeah. runway. And they can't call them, right? They can't contact so them. They don't agonizing. have anything that will light up. They're totally just in blackness. Ugh. And then Brian, the, the yes, hero, just like the hero. walks to
1: the airport. <laughs> it's like, guys, come uh, on, get it together. Uh, oh, yeah. my gosh.
0: It's a wild ride.
1: That it's is a lot. That is incredibly wild. Jeez.
0: Yeah. I don't know if Britannia Airways is still a thing, but I don't it know. Sounds it sounds familiar. Yeah.
1: It certainly it, sounds it, familiar. I don't know why. It seems
0: like one this is not one where like the airline had some um horrible Right. Misdeeds, right? There was something, um, When One of the things that the uh, Spanish, like, investigative, like, their aviation investigators um, said that the the recommendations or requirements were that um, airlines should have training for initiating a go-around below decision height, Mm -hmm. right? So the same way that there's, like, decision speed when you're taking off, where you have to, like decide, it's either take off or Or don't take off. And this is the last, right? The last second you have for like for landing when you're below a certain altitude, you're just too close to the earth, right? Right. Like it's going around is going to be much more difficult. And I guess that was not common training um, for commercial pilots, like what to do if you need to initiate a go around below decision height. So there's things like that, but that wasn't like a huge, Right. Like scandal for the airline. It was just like, oh, this can happen Yeah. you should train for it. Right, you know?
1: right, right, right. But Jeez. yeah. Have you ever come in contact in real life with quicksand?
0: No. I, I don't know.
1: Have you seen the funny like meme going around that's like I really thought quicksand would be a larger oh, part of my totally. life as a kid?
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I thought quicksand was just a thing that was anywhere. Yeah. That where is it? I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't know. know. I have no idea. And I, right. I I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I want
0: a geologist to to listen to us yeah, and, and then us. write us and tell us.
1: Maybe my next fact I will be about like... quicksand.
0: That would be a wonderful fact. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm gonna write it yeah. down. I see so many things that I can use as facts throughout the week, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna remember this. Never, never once have oh. I remembered anything.
0: Send them. You can send them to me. and Yeah, then I'll then have to. Some
1: let, unless I like write it down actually. I normally send them to Ty and then I just forget.
0: That that like my texts to other people yeah. are the closest thing I have to like taking notes yeah. for like things like like random things. And so I'll remember something. And I'll be like, I bet I sent a video about that to somebody. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like going through my texts. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so good. but oh, what is your fact?
1: Um, Casey, did you know? that the official bird of redondo beach california is the goodyear blimp
0: what what (laughs) what (laughs) what yeah in
1: in 1983 the city made the goodyear blimp their official city bird which like you know dude all right city birds but whatever uh but in anticipation for the 1984 summer olympics but it stayed that oh, way until, as a
0: celebration right but it stayed <laughs> that
1: way until no. 2015
0: what and then what did they change it to
1: well they took the blimp down a
0: kite like right. a flying <laughs> right. kite like what right. did they the space shuttle like that I like think it's what probably you... still
1: that i think like if like i googled redondo beach official bird and it comes up the goodyear blimp so i think it's still the official bird it's just the goodyear blimp was taken down in 2015
0: ah uh, okay got you got you got you <laughs> you could have an extinct bird as your sure as yeah your why not city bird right why not why not? <laughs> why not no but the fact that it was for the olympics yeah that to that's because what like it's like if somebody was like what if somebody if you like made your like national currency the yen to celebrate my birthday what right, right. what does that mean what does it mean what right. how how does it how are what's the how connection how does this celebrate that where were the olympics that year yeah. they weren't in florida no what i think did it,
1: i think it, it's i think the olympics are like all over right like I don't know what city it was based out of, but isn't that the thing where it's like kind of all over or maybe that's the World Cup I'm thinking of.
0: World Cup, I think the Olympics, right, are in like one city per is it Olympic?
1: Probably. Yeah, that sounds right. Because Salt Lake. That's the one I remember
0: or all the 1984
1: Olympics. Let's see here.
0: Because I'm gonna guess it wasn't in Florida. If there were Olympics in Florida, I will be shocked and I will be embarrassed. Because if that's the case, half of the people are like, "Why don't you remember the Miami Olympics? <laughs> right. of, you know, right?
1: Or whatever." Like, yeah, it was in LA that year.
0: The Olympics were in LA. Yeah, terrible idea. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Yeah,
1: that sounds terrible for if, everybody. If the Olympics
0: were horrible, if yeah. the Olympics were in New York City that would be i would leave nothing could make me stay
1: the the world cup that's coming i think in what is it 2025 or 2026 one of the two that's coming here the final is in at metlife stadium in new jersey (laughs) which like fine Fine. new jersey it's outside of the city that's fine but still like horrifying i'm not I'm like what's gonna oh. oh my gosh
0: What's gonna be horrible is all of the people who go to watch the game and then try like Europeans, people from oh my like, God, Asia, yeah. people who are used to like competent public transport, trying yeah. like oh I'll go look at the Empire State Building right. and then just like never gonna happen, you know get get like it's, I mean horrified. Yeah,
1: it's gonna cost you for all of our friends who are thinking of coming over for the World Cup. It's gonna cost you one hundred and fifty American dollars to take an Uber from the city to MetLife Stadium at the very minimum. Oh my gosh!
0: It, it'll probably be it'll probably be even more surge pricing too. Or right? Whatever, like right, right now, yeah. it would be one
1: hundred and fifty dollars. Be- so then it'll be four hundred easy. Price.
0: You could probably, if you were an Uber driver, driver, you could probably buy a new car and pay it off, yeah. just with running people back and forth yeah. to New Jersey. Truly, that like week or whatever, yeah or day. I don't know. I don't know anything about soccer. Sorry, guys. But like, I don't know. But oh, uh, that is. Yeah. I, so, I think. Yeah. I don't know. And I was I was a tourist in London for those Olympics. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Being the tourist, not that bad. Yeah. Be, but yes. but <laughs> being surrounded by that situation would be
1: rough. Yeah. I was in still- Gabon when yeah. the World Cup was in South Africa and that was a oh, lot of fun. Oh
0: yeah. A lot of fun.
1: Like it was yes. just so celebrated and we had a lot of yeah.
0: fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so so fun. Yeah, like and it's great.
1: You, but did you watch soccer at that time? Like We watched the World Cup, yeah, because it was there was no yeah. other choice. <laughs>
0: But do you like but know I didn't to soccer. No, or? I didn't.
1: I didn't really follow it, and I I still kind of don't really. But um, that's fair. as you know, Ty, my husband is very into it. He I'm and my my it. little and brother I, are trying to do a World Cup tour of the U.S. So,
0: I mean, that's a great road trip. Yeah. Again, you're not you're the tourist. That's you a, know that's right. the sweet that's the better right. half of the deal, <laughs> you know. Right. But um and like and you know you a fun car, for some so.
1: miserable for others
0: right right lord that is i mean it is so fun well like we've talked oh, about yeah. it like if buffalo is ever in the super bowl like nothing oh we're going stop us yeah no, no no,
1: we're gonna be there we have like a week long at least
0: there's nowhere else to
1: be No, no 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 it
0: would be and Uh, except i would be so scared
1: (laughs) i know truly the city is gonna burn down i hope it doesn't though i really like i don't know i I, you know how youtube algorithm is just like weird as hell so i like watched one bills video and that's like all i get now of like all these random interviews and stuff but it's funny because the common theme about the buffalo bills is not like you know Like, yeah, they're good. They're really good. But uh, it's just like more about their character, which I appreciate. And it's just like feels so Buffalo. Yeah. Like the different players and the coaches and the owners and all this. And um, so it's just been like funny to watch and always forever and always at some point during the video, someone says Buffalo is starving for a championship. (laughs) And that is like the perfect like everybody knows it. Everybody yeah. knows that Buffalo is starving for a championship. So when it well, happens, all of our
0: dads—it's for like the dads of Buffalo, especially. Yeah. Like everybody wants it, but the dads of Buffalo who need like have it. lived through—they need it.
1: Like,
0: yeah, I think it's. Here is the thing, though. You know that I have the the hideous misfortune yeah. of being born a Jets fan. Yeah. and it's just <laughs> nobody hates the Jets more than Jets fans. Right, you—it's not possible. It's you couldn't hate.
1: Like, you hate guys, the Jets. Friends. You hate the Jets.
0: Of course I hate them. I hate fan. them so much. Yeah. yeah. I hate... I mean, that's... What else are you going to do? But they... But this is the thing. Like, I don't know. Okay, so I assume some of you have just stopped listening. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's sort of fine. But no problem. No problem. We've lost but a lot of respect. some of you listening to this... <laughs> fine. <laughs> I Goodbye. don't know. I don't know, guys. What are you going to do? But the... Some of you listening to this have opinions about football, right? And I do mean football.
1: Okay, <laughs> I was I mean, going to say American I mean, football.
0: No. This is like the fuck off ten, this
1: podcast.
0: Ten football fields. Yeah.
1: We're talking about American football fields when we do say football fields.
0: <sighs> no. <laughs> the The... <laughs> <laughs> the no but the football field. no what am i trying to say okay <laughs> some of you watch football and you know it intimately and you probably are like following all the things and like know all the stats and all of that and i want someone i've been asking mm. for years yeah. i want somebody to explain to me with detail why the jets are so bad i want yeah. to understand because the it's not why why are they so bad right. you players are Who are good on other teams, (laughs) come to the Jets, play badly, leave, play well on the other teams. Coaches, good on other teams, come to the Jets, horrible, go to other teams, good again. Okay, it's not a money problem. It's definitely not the draft problem because first draft pick or second draft pick every year because they're so bad. I want someone to tell me why, mathematically, why the Jets, how they could be so bad. How could they be so bad? Truly. It needs. it's like it should be somebody's like thesis at MIT for like <laughs> advanced mathematics. I want someone to tell me how it's possible for them to be so bad. There's, okay, no, so that's there's my no YouTube request. videos on this? I've looked. How are the jets so bad? And I've asked people. <laughs> I look. I try to research. And what people always say is like, yeah, they're bad. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not just trying to commiserate. Right. right, right, right. I want data. <laughs> I want to know hard how facts. they could we be need so hard. Fact. hard. Because I really think there's got to be, I feel maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like a misguided approach to life. But I think (laughs) that if somebody could just explain like, oh, well, it's because they like systematically overlook this one important component or whatever. Mm. Or if someone was just like, they, it's the mob. I don't know. I I just need an explanation. I need, I need. They've been paid off for a hundred years
1: to be just so shit.
0: Hey, not a hundred years. Chill out. No, they were pretty good in the pandemic. <laughs> but the, the if if somebody if tomorrow it was on the news that like the owner of the Jets has been betting millions of dollars against the Jets for years, yeah. then that would I would believe it
1: immediately. Instantly, Nothing yeah. would make w- me struggle. I was gonna say to it has that. to be something on that level. It has to be something with the ownership. I know nothing. I know zero. I know zilch about the Jets, except that Rex Ryan was the coach for a little bit. That's all I know.
0: He was the coach. It has to
1: be leadership of some sort.
0: It's got to be. But like, but what professional athletes, right? It is like watching like Medina High's football team (laughs) against the NFL teams. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. How bad they are. So, anyway, so, guys, I mean, that yeah. was, yeah, no, please, please, let's keep talking about I am
1: down. No, I was just going you know, <laughs> to say, I mean, the Bills were that way for 30 years, too.
0: Were they? Yeah, maybe they were. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean cl-
1: what? they've been pretty bad for I mean, a long time. They have lost four Super Bowls yeah. in a row. That's pretty. But that was because they were good and they just right, right, right. Ugh, didn't. Ooh,
0: like it didn't quite, they were bad for a while though. Yeah. I mean, the Jets and the Bills used to be, there was a time in my lifetime where the Jets pretty much always beat the Bills. Yeah. Yep. And those days are over. Yeah. <laughs> like, way over. Love it.
1: Way over. So, Josh Allen, baby.
0: Yeah. Josh Allen. Sweet baby boy.
1: Uh, he really Tiny is
0: tiny fetus boy yes yes. i know Wouldn't it be horrible i don't this is why i don't want to be in any i like sometimes i'm like oh nobody tell anybody about this podcast it's very (laughs) embarrassing but then (laughs) but but then in fact you guys are so nice and like lovely to us yeah so uh Uh, yeah don't listen to me tell people about it (laughs) but just nice people tell other nice people like yourselves about it yeah so that can stay stay pure yeah
1: but we've gotten so lucky and just
0: oh my gosh
1: holy cow the truly i like never in a million years did i think that we'd be able to like interact with people the way we do everyone is so nice so incredibly nice
0: so nice so nice i think that's pretty rare and you it's it has to be i'm sure that other people have like nice people who reach out to them most of you listening to this listen to other podcasts so clearly you're nice all the time right i'm sure we're not the only beneficiaries (laughs) of your kindness but but like yeah it does seem like other people get get more just like yeah mean yeah just like trolls or something i
1: don't
0: know yeah we've been
1: fortunate to not so far
0: yeah (laughs) so far yeah keep the ball rolling yeah but oh uh, i love story. you Mariah. i love you
1: too uh, we, we love, love you all you so
0: much you're the best you're the
1: best and you're all the best you're the everyone's best. the best well not best everyone but you are
0: <laughs> nothing's ever okay i love you <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The podcast. We so hope you enjoyed it. You can email us at thepodcrashed at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok. You can also support us by clicking the link in the description if you'd like to send us one, five, or ten bucks a month. We love you so, so much. You are the absolute best. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.